Spring of Life Fellowship and its pastor, Joaquin G. Molina, invites you to listen to a message of restoration and strengthening for your life. Be a part of the vision, changing the world. Father, we give you thanks for mercy and grace. We ask you to bless us with your word. We ask that your word would be a lamp unto our feet, that we not sin against you, that we not stumble, that we not go astray. Fill us with your spirit, Lord. Remove anxiety and worry. Remove frustration and guilt. Remove darkness, O God. And let your light so shine in our hearts that we might be a reference in this world, O God. Let your word this morning, Father, not return void, but that it would return, Father God, having accomplished that for which you sent it out. Allow your word to be a double-edged sword that it would penetrate the deepest part of our being. Let it be a good seed planted in good hearts that will give forth good fruit. You will say, Dobra revolta, well done. We will hear those words out of your mouth. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the Lord's rest, Lord. That's what we care about above all, to please and to worship and to celebrate you, Jesus. Have your way in our lives, O God. Let us have a lifestyle and an administration that honors and celebrates you as king above all things. Not our will, but thine be done. Be glorified in these countries we have gone to, Lord. And let their fruit abound of the the ground we have plowed and sown. Good seed, O God. Water it, Lord, and allow it to go bring forth incredible fruit. We praise you and worship you. Forgive our sins, Lord. Wash them with the blood of Jesus that we might be faithful to you at all times. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. As we celebrate uh, Pastor Appreciation Month, I want to start in 2 Chronicles chapter 15, verse 3, because this was the tendency of God's people. For a long time, God's people has ceased to celebrate the true God. 2 Chronicles 15.3 says, For a long time Israel has been without the true God. Be careful that you are serving yourselves and not the true God. And not serving the true God because they were without the priest that would teach. A lot of people are teaching themselves how to worship the God themselves. And since they're without teachers and without an instructor, they do not learn. The Bible says in the last days men will be increasing learning and learning and not coming to the knowledge of truth. You can't without a good teacher. You can't without a teaching priest and without one that teaches the law. I am reminded now in the day of social media so many people are promoting so many of the spotlights in their, in their post, and they'll have Joyce Myers, and they'll have uh, Mother Teresa, and they'll have Joel Olstein. and when I read the text, it's not the word of God. It's like, have a good day, I hope all goes well. It's a lot of posting, but not of the word of God, and at the end of the day, we don't need a lot of silly words, a lot of good words, we need God's word. It's God's word that will shine in the midst of darkness. So don't post silly words. Don't post your thoughts and your ideas. Post the word of God. Allow that to be your post and celebrate that which is a light in darkness. But these people in those days were without the true reflection of God. Well, my God would not send anybody to hell. 
Well, that's not the true God. Well, my God wouldn't judge people. That's not the true God. Well, my God would not erase anybody's name from the book of life. The Bible says that if you're not hot or cold, God will vomit you out of his mouth. That is the true God. It's the God that draws a line between right and wrong. And we're living in a generation who has fabricated a God that doesn't have any boundaries, any limits, any restrictions. Anything is a go. You could have one wife. You could have 15 wives. You could have your wife and 10 girlfriends. And God's mercy and grace is with you. No, the Bible says that you're mounting up wrath for the day of judgment. Because there's a day in which God will judge the living and the dead. And the true God is a God that you need to be introduced to and not the fantasy of your unicorn world. Without teaching priests and without the law, what we celebrate are men that are able to stand up in time of trouble and teach truth in the midst of no compromise. In the midst of compromise, they have no compromise. Uh, I want you to be reminded when your pastor says, absolutely it's because there's absolute truth. If you don't honor your mother and father, things will not go well with you. Amen. Absolutely. Amen. See, there's absolute. If you're not reading your Bible, you're going to grow indifferent to the things of God. Your, your effect, your emotions for the things of heaven will be compromised. When the word of God is not present, there cannot be no light. The Bible says when they talk without the law, they're not talking according to God. They're not talking according to truth. And so be careful with that. So in our days, we celebrate these men that are confronting adversity with the true God, with true instruction, with the true law. And at that point, if this was a Christian church, we'd have a thousand people saying, Amen! Amen! And 50 times amen! Let your amen be loud. Let it be clear in a day where people are saying, oh, oh man, oh man. It's not amen, it's oh man, oh man. Listen to the things that we're fighting in these last days. Ten things that we're fighting and your pastor is at the front of the trenches and the pastoral staff is at the front of the trenches. Number one, rebellion is at an all-time high. Rebellion are those people that don't want to acknowledge and submit to authority. All-time high. And so in a generation where people don't want to honor authority, where rebellion has reigned on high, your pastor is showing you a life of submission and obedience. Your pastor is showing you a life of honoring those that are in authority. You've seen them come by here. R.T. Kendall, G.F. Watkins. We honor my dad this year, Amen. the World Changers Award. There are so many people honoring all these celebrities and, and psychopaths, and they don't honor their dad. They don't honor their fathers. We went to Poland to tell them, honor your fathers so that it will go well with you. When you split the honor to the authority, you are causing rebellion to reign on the land. So when you see a pastor, you see someone who lifts up the banner of authority. Don't try and come and challenge that authority because it will not go well with you. The Bible says they carry a sword on purpose. They carry a sword to deal with rebellious people. And so in our day to be a pastor is to be most hated amongst all peoples. You'll be celebrated if you're a rock star or own a ta tattoo parlor. But if you're a pastor and you lead a church, you will be despised. You will not be honored. 
you will not be respected. People don't even know how to honor a pastor. But I want to tell you that in Pastor Appreciation Month, we dealt with, dealt with rebels and we don't apologize for it. If you're a rebel, you will feel the wrath of a man of God. One amen. You will feel the wrath of walking in rebellion because you're not to be rewarded for rebellion. Number two, darkness at an all-time increase for lack of instruction. We're living in the darkest days and at the darkest hour. And this is when the light should shine as bright as powerful. We, uh, I love that verse in 1 John. It's, and I'm going to look it up real quick. It isn't part of my notes, but it's important for you to side with God. And the Bible says this. The Bible says, uh, God is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. God does not compromise with your darkness. God does not sit there and say, well, okay, just a little bit dark. 1 John chapter uh, 1, verse 5. This, is, this should be your favorite Bible verse in your readings. The first thing that God says when he came to the earth was, let there be light. He loves light. This is the message which we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. Amen. There's no shade. There's no gray. You should hate darkness. Amen. And a pastor's example is just that. There is no darkness in their lives. The people who serve as pastors and shepherds of this church are transparent people who love the light. Who have invited you to participate with their life. That there is no hidden little secret. Uh, Joey, you have your little pack of cigarettes there that you enjoy in your backyard so no one sees. No! No! And 50,000 times, uh, Pastor Palma just said, you are the light of the world. And if we're following God, you need to cut the head off all darkness in your life. No compromise. Why have you settled less than for transparency that is an example of Jesus living in your heart? Amen. Pastors are called to this life to be transparent. Those of you who are invited to travel with us, there is no secret little jokes behind the scenes, a moment of indiscretion, a moment where we joke around with women, a moment of a conversation that's inappropriate. No. No, we celebrate men who have decided to walk like Jesus, whose lives are an open book to be read by all men. Amen. And that's the invitation we have for you, to come and live life with us, Amen. to come and watch our lives and see our thoughts. And, and this is a heavy, that's what the Bible says, give them due honor, double honor to these men who have decided to fight darkness. Declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness whatsoever and absolute, absolutely. There's not just a, well, there's a little area in my life that is still being worked on. Well, praise God, I want to tell you that the light of God's countenance shines so bright that no darkness prevails in his presence. So get in his presence quickly. And don't let the devil stake a claim in your life and have a little secret department where you have allowed the king of darkness to prevail. No. Do not compromise. Number three, there's not rebellion. There's no darkness. There's no um, lack of love in the life of a shepherd. 
He's laying down his life. The Bible says in, in Matthew, I believe, uh, let's look for it real quickly, where he says there's no greater love than a man would lay down his life for a friend. And this, this is the life of a shepherd, that, that he's laying down his life for the sheep constantly and without limit. I believe it's John chapter 15, verse 13. Let me look it up real quick. The laying down of life speaks of not being selfish. Not sitting there and saying, I don't have time for other people. I, I, I must make other people the prime of my importance. I'm bringing it up. You guys have it up there? 1513. Greater love has no man than this than to lay down your life for other people, for your friends. There's no rebellion, there's no darkness, and there's abundance of love. We don't have a schedule that's selfish. I can't go because of me, myself, and I. I can't participate because me, myself, and I. I can't serve because me, myself, and I. And this is not what we're pursuing, but rather we're pursuing the example of Christ's love. He laid down his life because of love. We're not taking up our life because of selfishness. We're denying ourselves. We can't continue throwing a tantrum. What's wrong with you? Don't you see? It's all about you, isn't it? Yeah, it's all about me. And you can't go nowhere, right? You know, because I'm here. And that's not what a man of God, that's not what we appreciate. We appreciate men love it, uh, laying down their lives and never being able to say, I don't have time. You can't call me. I won't be there. We're appreciating the spirit of Christ upon these men. He's there at all times for all people. He's the prime example. It says Matthew um, chapter 25 verse 12. Believe. That in the last days. That's not the one. Let me look it up for you guys. That, that in the last days men will, will. Their love will wax cold. They'll be offended. 24. 15, is it? Matthew 24. There it is. 24, 12. Now, because of offense will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Go back to 13, please. Verse 12, I'm sorry. Matthew 24, 12. The love of many will grow cold. Guess what? We're appreciating these men have been serving side by side for 18 years at Spring of Life. And they continue to have the capacity. Not one of the pastors is saying, hey, pastor, look, lessen my load. Give me a time out. I'm going to go take a rest. Never heard that from the pastors in this church. They deserve a, a hand and a glory to God and celebration. Why? Because their love is fervent. It is not outdated. It's not stale. It's not yesterday's love. It's every day renewed in the presence of God. It's no rebellion, it's no darkness, it's no selfishness. These are the things that we're up against in our day. Are my two minutes up? They're not being selfish. Why? In 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, it says, In the last days there will be perilous times. It will be a dangerous day. Why? 
Verse 2, because men will be lovers of themselves. 2 Timothy 3, 1 and 2. We could go to 1 first. Know this, the last days, that's what we're living right now, are perilous, dangerous, filled with peril, danger, will come. Why? Verse 2, because men will only think of themselves. They'll think about their money. They'll think about being proud, disobedient to their parents, unthankful, unholy. They're not going anywhere on God's agenda. Listen, you're going nowhere on God's travel time. You're going nowhere in his plan. You won't get to the next step. If you walk according to darkness, rebellion, selfishness, the Bible says there will be mockers that will increase in the last days. We're up against mockery. People look at a pastor. Pastor, <coughs> pastor, you, <coughs> what's your, what do you do for a living? I take care of God's sheep. <coughs> People are cynical. They're mockers. They make fun of the things they should take super serious. The Bible says in the last days, we should be sober and vigilant. That's the opposite. Let's read that first uh, Peter 5, verse 7, I believe. Let's go to verse 10. Let me look it up, gentlemen. These words are super important. It's the, it's, 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 uh, let me see here. Super important. Yes, it's 1 Peter 4 and 7. 1 Peter 4 and 7 is right before the instruction to the shepherds. So read, let's all read this together. Ready? But the end of all things is at hand. What does that tell you? The end of all things. That means we're right at the end of all things. Therefore, be serious. The word sober. The word um, take care of your heart and your mind. Be watchful. Be serious and watchful. There's an element of non-serious. You know the highest paid people upon the earth right now are comedians? Fools, people who are clowns, who don't take anything serious. Excuse me, uh, let's see what they say at the Late Show. Let's see what uh, all these Jimmy Fallon, he wouldn't even have a job if it wasn't for mocking people. He wouldn't even be fit to do anything serious upon the land other than to laugh and make people laugh. And so here the Bible tells us to be different. I love to be around the serious of men. If there's one word that marks our pastoral team, it's called serious. Booga booga. Wellington Boone says booga booga in Africa means serious, serious. That's what they would call him when he went into Africa. Here comes serious, serious. I want to be around serious men. We are surrounded by serious men. In a day and age where people want to be around non-serious men. Oh, Joaquin, you take things so heavy. Absolutely. Amen. You take things so serious. Absolutely. I think marriage is serious. I think manhood is serious. I think family is serious. I think sons and daughters are serious. I think our finances are serious. I think changing the world is serious. I think the church is serious. I don't have time to sit there and play games while people's marriages are breaking apart, while men are running out on their wives. 
While men don't want to take the responsibility of the affairs of God's house, the Bible says in Isaiah 3 that bread and water will be removed from God, from his people, because there's no seriousness. So then you have women and children. Women and children taking on serious burdens. And that is not comical and humorous to me. I don't think that a son should have to take care of his mother. I think there should be a husband taking care of mom. I think a husband who honors the marriage relationship is a blessing. And you shouldn't put that on your children to carry that burden. We have the, the rebellion. We have darkness. We have no love. We have selfishness, mockers. Uh, family in the last days is gone. This church, our pastoral team, like no other pastoral team in the world. I'll say it like that. Our pastoral team, like no other pastoral team in the world, is taking on family and marriage. Taking on relationships. Calling a coward a coward and a witch a witch. That doesn't exist in any part of the world. So that keeps a healthy marriage relationship, healthy families. Across the street here years ago, pastor says, well, we don't mix a little bit with the, uh, Pastor Molina and his church because they're really into family. We're into family. What are you into? What are you into if you're not into family? God created as the first institution upon the earth, the family, to safeguard human beings. Psalm 68, 6 says God puts individuals in families so that we prosper, so that we're blessed, so that we have peace, so that we defend one another and pray for one another. I'll tell you what, even my dysfunctional family growing up was a blessing to me. Even families that don't know Jesus are a blessing. Because there's a place of gathering of those that are united. And it's God's thoughts, not the devil. The Bible says that a house divided will not prosper. That's what the devil wants to do. And at least our family was together for a time. Church attendance at an all high low. Or people don't think that it's important to go to church. I'm, th I'm, th I'm thankful I'm here this morning. I'm thankful you're here this morning. Because this word is not going to be given down at the beach. This, this word is not going to be given on your social media. It's the church that brings down the inventory of heaven to the earth. The wisdom of God comes to the earth through the church. Without the church, we don't have these words being given to our hearts and our lives. I love the people that love church. They're a blessing. I see them all the time, how they care for this place. It's the fountain of God's wellspring. It's the goodness of the Lord to be gathered in harmony. The Bible says when we're gathered together in harmony, God brings down blessing and peace. Psalm 133, 1 through 3. How good and blessed it is for the brethren to dwell together. Those who hate church have serious issues, my friend. They have serious lack of understanding. Honor the place of God's gathering. Especially as you see his coming. Church attendance, all time low at this point. And we thank God for our pastors, even during this storm. They're like, Pastor, we're willing to come. We're willing to meet. You weren't here on Wednesday night when Matthew was showing up, but we were here. And we had church, and we were the church, and we were blessed, and we were prospered. It was the longest service we've ever had in 18 years. Three hours. Wednesday night. We didn't have school. We didn't have work the next day. But some of us decided we'd go home and sleep. It was better to be than church. That's embarrassing. I wouldn't want to go to war with those men. I was like, hey, pastor, this is taking too long. Yes, my friend, it's called war. 
And men of valor are the ones that I want in the trenches with me. Fighting the battles of the Lord. Deception at an all-time high. We, we lift up the banner of truth and we're not appreciated for that. I had a man come and ask me for a, a, some consultation time. Pastor, could I have half hour so I could meet with you? And he spent half hour with me and another pastor trying to convince us to marry another woman. And he had a wife. And he wasn't divorced from his wife, but he wanted to leave with another woman. And after a half hour of grueling nose and you're insane and you lack courage and wisdom and fear of God, at the end he says, I know you guys were going to say no. I was just trying to test you. I said, brother, I'll kill you if I wasn't a Christian. Because <laughs> people play with men of God. They come into play in the house of God. They come into challenge and waste our time. The Bible says that these men will stand up in the day of deception. They will stand up for truth. Today, we have a world that wants to believe in zombies. They prefer zombies. They prefer to celebrate the zombie life. And they don't want the truth of a world-changing life in Christ Jesus. Men who stand up for truth at all times. At an all-time high, number nine is fear and anxiety. Worry, psychiatric infirmities. I think that in our generation, more infirmities have risen like a bacteria that has overwhelmed human existence. I want to tell you that we are free from fear, anxiety, and worry when we're next to a man of God. Amen. When you're next to a Caleb, when you're next to a Joshua. He says, everybody says no. We say what God says will prevail. Amen. We will fight the battles of the Lord. We will go in and take the land that God has told us to take. These men who fear nothing but God himself, who worry about nothing but to please and worship and celebrate God. I want to be around these men. I want to not only appreciate them, I want to celebrate them. And lastly, number 10, why we appreciate our pastors is because the populace is being earthly driven seeking priorities of an earthly schedule while the men of God are looking unto heaven and celebrating God's timetable and schedule and live purpose-driven lives, lives of significance. They're not looking for a home here upon the earth. They have their eyes set upon heaven, looking at Jesus as the author and finisher. Some people look at us like we're weird. They're weird. Some people look at us as we're, if we're strange. They are strange. From the purpose and the plan of God. I want my sons to fulfill the call of God upon their life above any other earthly pursuit. And they're doing a great job. They have the influence of men of God that they respect. They want to be around the wise. The Bible says the end of all things is at hand. So therefore be serious and watchful. 1 Peter 4 verse 7. The end of all things is at hand. We celebrate, we celebrate well. Let this month be the manner in which you celebrate and appreciate your pastors like never before. You know what brings the greatest joy in the heart of a pastor is that you do the will of God. Because they will have to present you before the Lord. And for you to be out there distracted, distant, disconnected, full of rebellion. Look at the list. Number one, rebellion. Number two, darkness. Number three, selfishness. Number four, isolation, withdrawn, not being able to fellowship. Number five, you become a mocker and you become cynical to these things, to these truths. Number six, family is gone, marriage is gone. There is no semblance of a gathering you're committed to by the blood. Number seven, 
Church attendance, be faithful to church. I don't care what tornado comes, what hurricane comes. If pastor is having churches because he's talked with the authorities. The winds weren't started till 12 o'clock on Thursday. What were you doing missing Wednesday night when God was throwing down a storm here at the church? Where we heard from world-changing women things that you will never be able to hear again unless you watch them on live stream. You listen to them on iPodcast. Number uh, number eight, deception will be at an all-time high. People will believe anything but God in our days. Number nine, fear, anxiety, and worry. The absence of God brings physical illnesses and conditions. And number 10, we are earthly driven and not earth, uh, we are heavenly driven and not earthly driven. Our priorities is God's schedule. He's about to return. How many enjoyed Pastor Rivera's preaching last week? Absolutely. Absolutely. What are we going to hear in the house of God? God's time frame, God's schedule, God's timing. And he says, since we're in the last days, let us be serious. Let us be watchful in our prayers. Let us pursue God. Let us see these men who are serving God, and we're, we're living this journey. Listen, I didn't at once say that any one of these men is better than you. I just said that they're faithful. They're faithful to God. And they haven't been for two days or two months. They've been together with us for 20 years, serving a faithful God, and we're more on fire today than we were from the first day that we met. Father God, thank you for this day that you have made for us to rejoice and be glad. I pray that the power of your spirit would transform the lives of the members of this church so that their faith would be contagious to those that they surround themselves with, that their friends would pursue them, and that they would be attractive because in the last days, as many people have lost the presence and the the glory, the, the brightness of your splendor, that there will be luminaries, lights of the world. There will be salt of the earth, Lord. They will be fervent in love. They will be serious, O oh God. They will carry your charge. They will be faithful to your words. They will run the race and be faithful to the last day, to the last breath, O oh God. We glorify your name. We pray that as we celebrate Pastor Appreciation Month, O oh God, that our pastors would be refreshed by the love, by the embrace, by the honor they receive from those they pastored and shepherd. In Jesus' name we pray, and the house of God says amen, and my two minutes are over. God bless you.